You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. And today's Twitter Tuesday. So if you ever have a question for me for the show, you can always send an email to LockedOnVikingsPodcast at gmail.com, or you can always uh, fill out the Google form, which is linked in the show notes, and uh, I will get to it. So I've got a bunch of your questions lined up, but first there's actually a couple of little things we got to talk about. Some news is starting to roll in, and I actually want to start outside the Vikings. I want to start. Well, I guess it was a question. Somebody in my DMs asked a question about the Dak Prescott contract. So if you had already uh, signed off for the night, you might have missed it. But Dak Prescott signed a mega deal with uh, the Dallas Cowboys four years, 160 million. Yes, that's $40 million a year. Biggest signing bonus in history, the whole gambit. I think the biggest signing bonus in history is going to happen a couple more times here throughout this offseason as the 2018 quarterbacks get their extensions. Um, but yeah, it's a really big quarterback contract. And so somebody in my DMs asked me, you know, does this affect the Kirk Cousins situation? My answer to that is probably to the extent that any big quarterback deal would affect, you know, the the quarterback market at large. Um, The Kirk Cousins quote unquote situation isn't really one yet. Nothing's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. He's going to play his deal. He's going to play on $31 million. And the next year when he has a $45 million cap hit, you know, then you have to see what you can do about that. For more of my thoughts on that, I guess you can head on over to Locked On NFL where Ross and I were on every Tuesday on Locked On NFL on, on that feed. And uh, so we talked about the deal. We talked about the fantasy impacts and all that stuff. So uh, go check that out if you want to hear more about that. But let's hone in on the Vikings here. Uh, Chris Thomason of Pioneer Press reported that the Vikings are not expected to uh, put the fifth year option on Mike Hughes. I can't remember. We might have already known that, or maybe it's just so obvious that I thought they did. Uh, but yeah, obviously, I mean, he he hasn't been able to stay on the field. He's had terrible injury issues. And on the field, what little sample we have to go on hasn't nearly been impressive enough to like earn a second contract or anything like that. So he's going to have to enter, you know, like a prove it year. And I think that's what this year needs to be for him. It's been disappointing. I liked Mike Hughes as a, as a prospect. Uh, I, I liked him. I didn't love him as a prospect. Um, but I, I thought that last year in 2019, I thought he showed quite a bit of promise. And then, of course, he couldn't play in the playoffs because he got hurt. But I liked the the promise that I saw from him. And I thought that maybe he had a good enough chance to turn around. And then he came in this year, uh, didn't play very well. And now he's got a neck injury. And just like Daniel Hunter's neck injury, that's a really scary thing. Neck injuries uh, and the ACL and all that stuff. It's a really banged up player. So if he can get healthy and he can get on the field in 2020 or in 2021, that is gonna be his chance to uh to kind of pull his career out of the depths and go get you know that big contract that a first round corner is supposed to get elsewhere in vikings cornerback news they're kind of going through a lot of the deep roster guys and this is the thing uh this is one of the bylaws that i talked about in a zone coverage piece that i've been kind of talking about uh the thing they do first is not necessarily the the thing they prioritize most you know making a decision on cordria tankersley yesterday is not the priority move but it is also now been reported that they are not going to extend the exclusive rights free agent tender to Chris Jones. So let me explain what all those words mean. So when you have accrued two seasons in the NFL, that means you've played enough in two seasons to be like a two-year veteran, right? 
uh, you then your contract expires. You are not just a straight unrestricted free agent, not like Anthony Harris, who's been in the league for a long time. He just gets to go wherever and he gets to pick whatever team gives him the best bid. And it's kind of a straight up bidding war. But with uh, an exclusive rights free agent, the current team that has them, so the Vikings, have exclusive rights to negotiate with him. Uh, and they can tender him for like the minimum salary. So it would be peanuts to bring back Chris Jones, and they elected not to do that. So what that means is that Chris Jones didn't make the 90-man roster. That's the way that you can think about it. He did not make the training camp roster. And I disagree with that. I thought Chris Jones did a better job than that in uh, in 2020 when for a couple of games. Now, he had some absolute catastrophes. He got just totally rolled up by Allen Robinson in Week 15. Uh, I think he had another really bad couple of plays in uh, the Saints game in December. So, like, he did pretty poorly and ended up actually getting benched for uh, Chris Boyd and Harris in hand. So I, I guess the Vikings just kind of ran out of the, the love that they had for him. Like Mike Zimmer actually called Chris Jones like a pre- pleasant surprise uh, midway through the season after he'd had a couple of good games. And then after that, he kind of fell apart and he had a couple of bad games. And I thought those good games were enough not to put the guy on the team, not to give the guy a contract, not to give him a starting job, but to give him a chance in camp. I, like we are not asking for a lot. And I thought he earned a chance to make the team. And in all likelihood, maybe he wouldn't make the team. He would have been brought back on the 90-man roster, would have been cut in August, and exclusive rights ERFA tenders are non-guaranteed. So it wouldn't cost you a dime, and it wouldn't cost you a dime right now to bring him back because of something called the Top 51 rule in salary cap. So, you know, you have 90-man rosters this time of year, uh, or you're trying to get 90-man rosters with the draft picks and all that stuff, and the salary cap is only built to sustain 53-man rosters. So only the Top 51, uh, I don't know why it's not Top 53, but the Top 51 uh, contracts count toward your salary cap right now, and the ERFA tender wouldn't have counted. So it would have been literally free to bring Chris Jones in, and they elected not to, which is a pretty hard indictment of Chris Jones, and it's not one that I necessarily agree with. I think for a team hurting so bad for cornerback depth, I think Chris Jones is somebody that I would have thought had a decent enough chance to make the team, but we'll see what their ultimate plan is, and we'll, you know, uh, critique the group accordingly once it is fully assembled. So the rest of the show is going to be your questions, but first, uh, exiting the world of football for a second, Blake Griffin joins the Brooklyn Nets, which is huge like they're they're trying to assemble their Avengers, I guess, to take on LeBron. Um, and maybe you think that that gives them a better shot at the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe you want to lay a little wager on it. They're plus 110 at betonline.ag right now. If you go over to betonline.ag, if you haven't signed up, you can do so on your mobile device or on your computer. All you got to do is sign up for a free account and enter the promo code locked on. When you make your first deposit, you get a 50% welcome bonus. It means if you deposit 100 bucks, you get 50 extra dollars for free to play with if you enter the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you maybe need a little bit of sage advice on where to place your wagers, head on over to the Locked On Bets podcast. Your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling will give you daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and the Lee Sterling lock of the day. You can subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you find your podcasts. Brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Now, let's get into your questions. And the first one comes from Johannes, who asks, I don't think Hunter gets traded, but what do you think the Vikings could get for him? So I defer 
refer here to Arif Hassan, who wrote an article at The Athletic, essentially talking about what a contract would look like, what a trade would look like. And he said two first round picks shouldn't be out of the question, considering like Frank Clark and uh, Khalil Mack and even Jamal Adams, you know, the kind of superstar defensive player uh, tends to go for that kind of price, even coming off of an injury. And after factoring all that stuff in, it shouldn't be out of the question. I think that would be about what a trade compensation would be. And it, on a broader scale, the way that Rick Spielman tends to handle these things, this is the way he handled Stefan Diggs, where he had a price he wanted for Stefan Diggs, and he has a price for every player, right? Everybody, if you offer me four first-round picks, nobody's off the table, right? So everybody has their price. And if you offer the price, you can get a deal done, then great. And if nobody offers that price and the player doesn't get traded, that ain't so bad a thing either. So as long as you don't back down off of that cliff and as long as you don't back down from that price, then, you know, that's, you know, stick to your guns and, and get your price. And that's the way he's going to do it. I don't know what that price is for Daniel Hunter, for Rick Spielman. I think probably only Rick Spielman knows that. So I, all we can do is speculate. But yeah, I don't think two first round picks is out of the question. Um, another one from Johannes says, why are NFL jerseys so boring sometimes? I like that there are no sponsors in compared to soccer, but why is no one trying to trying something special? I think the, the, the culture of the Shield is very traditional and they have a lot of a lot of nostalgia from the old gritty, tough boys, 60s, 70s teams. And those teams wore pretty simple jerseys. I'm sure they were like cheaper to produce or whatever. Um, I am with you though. I'm a fan of like some of the weirder jerseys. Um, I've always liked the Bengals vibe. I kind of wish the Panthers would like lean into their late nineties, like radical graffiti vibe uh, a little more. I, I don't mind their uniforms right now at all. Um, I, I like what the Vikings did. The Vikings, you know, with their little serifs, they've kind of grown on me. I didn't like it at the beginning and, and it's kind of grown on me. Like it makes a long ship in the middle of the or whatever in the middle of the of the numbers if you have the right numbers for it and it's like sure um but you know jerseys like the old jets uniforms where it was this kind of like dull green and they just had the like classic like blocky football numbers i'm not a fan of that either so i'm with you there forrester asks carlos dunlap is getting the eyeball emoji treatment all Cross Vikings fandom. Is it realistic at all in a world with Daniil Hunter on the team, or is it just folks memeing? Um, okay, so I asked around about this one. I asked Corbin Smith. He does Locked On Seattle. Uh, he has a couple sources inside the organization, so he's a little more in tune with uh, Seattle. And he said that Seattle would bring him back for about nine or ten million or something like that. He said he wouldn't think Seattle would go higher than nine or ten million. So to me, that's the floor because the door is open for Carlos Dunlap to return to Seattle. But Dunlap wanted to go test the market because he thought he could make more than what Seattle. Was offering him. So if you offer Carlos Dunlap 8 million and he knows he can get, you know, 9 or 10 from Seattle, he's not going to take you. So there's your floor, 9 or 10 million. And I think that's a little too rich for the Vikings' blood. I don't think Carlos Dunlap is a good idea, you know, eight or nine million like or nine or ten million like that, considering who else is on the market. Uh, so we'll see where he ends up. But if he ends up signing somewhere for like five million, then I would be like, ah, the Vikings should have been in on that. There is a, an obvious connection with Paul Gunther, who's now in the in the building. So maybe there's something there. Um, but I don't think he also kind of is coming off a down year. And I asked Jake. Uh, Liskow, who does Locked on Bengals, who said that he still thinks Carlos Dunlap has some gas in the tank, but that's the bet you're making. You know, does he still have anything in the tank and how much is that? You're not going to sign him to a three or four year deal and have a future, you know, piece locked up. Uh, you know, you're signing him to a one year rental. And what does that one year rental look like? And what's that actually worth in the grand scheme of things? It's a lot of eh. Uh, Bradley Norris says, when can I expect the Vikings roster news to start to pile up? Like, when will the majority of cuts, restructures, free agents... Uh, signings and extensions happen. 
I'd also like to know when we'll know what's happening with Harris Reef, Barr, and the D-Lineman. Um, okay, so most of this stuff is waiting right now on the finalization of the salary cap. We don't know what the salary cap is. Right now, it can't be lower than $180 million. It could go up to 185 It could go even higher, um, depending on there's a big TV deal coming, uh, which, you know, the Dak Prescott contract might actually tell us something about what we think that TV deal is going to be and what the salary cap is going to be. So contracts could get really inflated soon, which going back to Hunter is another reason Hunter might be wise to wait a year before he's starts demanding new contracts and new deals and stuff, think there might be a lot more money for him to pull from if he can just hang tight for one more year. Um, but we're waiting on that. And that's a very much any day news right now. Uh, the day you're listening to this, probably Tuesday, is I think the franchise tag deadline. And that deadline might get pushed because they don't know what the salary cap will be. So they don't actually know what the franchise tag will be. You can kind of ballpark it, but they don't even know like the exact uh, details of the contracts that they're giving out. So we don't really know there. But that's the main thing we're waiting on, and that's very much in any day that could break. And then I think a whole bunch of stuff will flood in. Obviously, for free agent signings um, and cuts and restructures, all that stuff, that's all going to center around March 17th. That's when the new league year turns over. So that's when all the 2020 contracts expire uh, and you know contracts kick into their 2021 year. A lot of contract triggers happen between March 17th and like March 20th. That's when a lot of money would get guaranteed. So you have like a little window to cut someone, so you technically could cut them. But but if they're on, the, that's like roster bonuses kick in and turn guaranteed. Um, so if if you're on the roster past March 20th or something, some of your money could be go from unguaranteed to guaranteed. And March 17th is also the deadline for everyone to be under the cap. So at that point, you have to be compliant and under the cap at all times using that top 51 rule we talked about earlier. So the Vikings, who are, I think, after the Weatherly signing, they're like $6 million over. I think they're $3.5 million over on over the cap, but over the cap doesn't have the Weatherly signing yet. So I think they're $6 million over. Uh, and so that will have to be resolved before March 17th, one way or another. So we'll at least get that by March 17th. But this week and next week is when you're going to see a lot of stuff. And then, of course, next week is big free agency stuff. And I'm really excited to cover all of that. I hope you all stick around. Young Sandwich says, is taking another offensive weapon really worth it if Kirk doesn't have the time to throw to them? For what it's worth, I'm big on them taking pits if he's available. Um, so that can actually help mitigate that problem, right? If you have another person that gets open quickly guys don't have to block for as long, and it's easier to block, right? There's a symbiotic relationship there. Uh, but otherwise, yes, right? Because re like right now, who is your main starting five? You have Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith, Dalvin Cook, and Tyler Conklin? CJ Ham, BC Johnson? I mean, these are not inspiring names in terms of like every down starter type. So I think another weapon is like a genuine need, like they are missing a starter and they need to go replace that starter. And I also don't think we're in a dichotomy where you have to choose to get a weapon or a guard. I don't think you're making that choice. You can pursue both and you might fail at one and succeed at the other, but that doesn't mean you chose to do that, right? The Vikings had their way, they'd fix both problems and they probably will try to fix both problems and we'll see how those efforts go. Um, obviously, protection will help the off the passing offense. Weapons will ha help the passing offense. You don't need to choose between the two, even in a salary cap strapped environment. But you're always going to be looking for bargains, just like when you're shopping for car parts. But you didn't see that one coming at all. At rockauto.com, they don't give you a separate price for retail customers versus wholesale buyers, like a lot of the brick and mortar auto parts shops do. They will upcharge their walk in retail buyers. And sometimes you can't even get to the auto parts store at all, especially if your car is broken down. So why not have things delivered right to your door with Rock Auto's amazing catalog of parts? Just enter your year, your make, your model, and they will help you sort through to make sure you get a part that is compatible 
with your car. So head on over to rockauto.com and in the how you heard about us section at checkout, let them know that Locked On sent you because if you don't, I'm going to have to start burning my own hair to keep the woodland insects away from my campsite. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. If you are into the NFL draft, and I assume that you are, you can join Trevor Sikama and Ben Solak over at Locked On NFL Draft. Every Tuesday, they do their team takeover Tuesday. Sometimes they do Thursdays on this as well, where they'll they'll do a whole uh, mock free agency, a mock draft. They'll talk about coaching changes or whatever about that whole team, and they'll take them all the way through an offseason. So if you're interested in that, head on over to the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. You can find it wherever you find your favorite shows, wherever you find this one. Let's continue on with some of these questions. Kay Walls says, trade back from 14 and select a Barmore or Vera Tucker? Sure. Alessandro Cosi says 60% of the public expert mocks have the Vikings taking an edge in the first, most citing it as their main position of need outside of guard. Uh, in my opinion, other p- positions, safety, corner, defensive tackle, wide receiver three, tight end two, would take would make much more of a difference, and defensive end would be a BPA pick. Am I getting gaslighted? Well, you're always getting gaslighted to some degree if you're listening to this show, but um, look, they don't have an, an edge right now outside of Daniel Hunter. That's like their only starting edge. Fadio Denebo still needs to be tendered, and he wasn't particularly inspiring as a starter. They got like Steven Weatherly. He's not that inspiring as a starter. They do like desperately need an edge rusher unless you're really, really high on, on DJ Wanham, um, and even Daniel Hunter isn't a sure thing depending on what happens to him this offseason, if he comes back from that neck injury at all, which is kind of the central like issue with his contract is that the Vikings don't know what they are actually paying for because neck injuries are so uh, scary. So I don't know. I, I think safety's plenty big of a need. I, I think uh, like all the needs you mentioned, you know, guard, a, an extra skill player, another defensive tackle, I, all of those things are important. Uh, Nick Olson just wrote actually a really good article, um, and I don't agree entirely with how he tier listed it, but I like the way that he tier listed it where he kind of said, you know, in order of urgency, here are the the things. And he had, you know, uh, positions that, you know, we really just have to go get and positions that we really need to get. If we want to be competitive, we probably should make a big investment all the way down to, you know, these are luxuries. These are things we don't need to worry about at all. Um, I'll link that in the show notes. It's its own coverage. And I think one of the things I disagreed with him is that I think he underrates the need at edge rusher. But like they are miss unless you want Stephen Weatherly to be a starter. And the way that he played in Carolina, I don't think you want that they need to go get a starter at edge rusher. So I would be okay with a first round pick there. Nick says, Clint Kubiak said, we need to modernize the offense. Does Zimmer allow the younger Kubiak to modernize it? Um, what do you think Mike Zimmer would say no to? I mean, is it a bad idea? If he just wants to like pass more for the sake of passing more, is that is that a good idea just to do like blindly? What are those passing plays? Are they just going to run more curl flat? Are they going to run more slant flat? Like those are passing plays. Are they going to uh, you know run more mesh or are they going to go with more play action? Are they going to be able to set up all that play action. There's, I think, a lot more to it. What is not modern about our offense? I think probably the run-pass ratio is it, but if you think run-pass ratio is offensive scheme, like if you think those two things are one-to-one, there is a lot more going on than than you're giving it credit for. Um, So I... Listen, is Mike Zimmer going to stonewall Clint Kubiak and make him just do everything he wants and just strong arm him and, and control all the play? No, nobody. He's not doing that. He's got a voice in the room and he's going to say, hey, you know, I think maybe we should 
focus on this core concept, you know, focus on this in the game plan and stuff like that. And he'll have his input in the conversation. But I think if it were up to Mike Zimmer, he wouldn't think about offense at all. And I don't think he wants to, to, to have to. So if Clint Kubiak does a good job, then yeah, I think he could probably take his hands off and be happy with that. Chad, the lesser says, will the COVID reduced revenue this year and the lowered cap number combined with that uh, will be presumably much higher revenue in future years impact player because of the TV deal and stuff uh, impact players willingness to sign extensions and or long-term deals. I could see a scenario where cousins, for example, doesn't want to renegotiate and extend now, but rather play for the money he's already guaranteed and then negotiate a new deal. Once that higher revenue is in play and he can get more. I think the Dak Prescott deal informs us a lot about this. I actually didn't have a great qu- answer to this question when I, when I took it down, but the Dak Prescott thing broke like a few hours before I recorded. So, so I think that tells us, right, where the, the 2021 hit is going to need to be deflated. So you're probably going to use a lot of signing bonus and you're going to. But I think lots of extensions should get done right now and you can just construct them such that money kicks in when money will be there, when you're expecting money to be there. Right now, there's no money. I'm sure you understand. But next year, we're going to give you way more because there will be way more. And I think players will go, all right, yeah, sounds great. Guarantee enough that I know I'm going to see it. And, you know, we can we can move on from there. Um, I think the Dak Prescott deal where it's like a $22.2 million hit this year and next year it's going to be like a $42 million hit, like it almost doubles. That's, I think, what you're going to see. And I do think that, you know, the idea that the lower cap number now is going to combine with a higher cap number next year is going to lead to some weird stuff. But I think that weird stuff is going to be weird contract structures. Eli Hartskin says, do you think fans and media obsessing over players' social media plays a tangible role in driving players away from organizations? I.e., if everyone had stopped reacting so strongly to every Diggs tweet, would he still be here? And how can the Vikings learn from the experience in the current Hunter situation, which may or may not exist? Yeah, so Hunter, I get like liked a tweet uh, from a Titans fan saying he would like the Titans for, to trade for Daniil Hunter. I don't think that's particularly meaningful. Um, and, and I don't think that like fans and media obsessing over social media, nah, people are just looking for content in the pre-free agency lull. I'm struggling to find content too like i get it um but i i don't think that players are like taking interact social media interaction or fan bases or anything like that like i don't think stefan Diggs was like man i have to get away from these annoying vikings fans those fans are going to be just as obsessive it's just the way football fans are and i don't think that uh i i don't think that that like actually plays a role in the contract negotiations i don't think that there's any tangible effect there maybe players get annoyed and then they put their phone away but i don't think it's going to drive them out of town Khaled says, with the cap situation at a standstill today, with the PA wanting new TV deals first, should we expect a higher salary cap than the guesstimate of 183 to 185-ish? Um, not this year. I think the salary cap increase we're going to see will come in future years. I don't think they're going to just suddenly throw a wrench in the entire NFL uh, by saying like, hey, everybody, you've got you know $25 billion more than you thought, and you have a week to figure out what you're going to do with it. Like, good luck, everyone. I, I don't think they're going to do that. Um, but I do think that we are going to see a much bigger increase in the 2022 and beyond salary cap hits that's what what it sounds like uh the the salary cap levels for those years is going to be a lot bigger and it's it might affect again the way that that teams negotiate if they know they have so much more money to deal with they can do more backloaded deals and say hey we're going to give you you know a hundred million dollars you just have to wait till next year till we have access to it and that's going to affect some negotiations uh kai says what position would each 
DBZ character play. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, the anime, I, I don't think there's going to be a huge difference in the DBZ characters on a football field because they are so much more athletic than any like regular human. Um, I think on offense, they would all probably play tight end. I don't think they'd play quarterback because accuracy is a much different skill than power. Uh, and they would, you know, they'd throw it all into the third row. It'd be, you know, rookie Josh Allen, but to a greater extent, right? Uh, but I think they would play good tight ends. You know, they'd be, you'd ask them to block, they'll knock any defensive lineman out, uh, you know, ask them to go run down the field. They're fast than everybody they can jump really high and and catch right so i think you know pass catching and and being a, a tight end would probably be the best place for a dbz character for a z fighter uh on defense i think they'd be defensive linemen right they'd be total wrecking balls last one i'm gonna do today comes from colton persons who says who has a better chance of returning to minnesota eric wilson or anthony harris this is weirdly tough because I don't think either of them have a very high chance of them. If it were me, I would say I would want Anthony Harris to have a better chance. I'm higher on Anthony Harris than I am on Eric Wilson, especially at the price you think you're going to get. The safety market's going to get really weird. I think Anthony Harris would be able to come back for a reasonable price, and I think Eric Wilson, on the other hand, has generated himself way too much of a market for me to be involved. Somebody's going to pay him, and I hope it's a team that that you know knows to only ask him to one gap, and so that he can actually pay out that contract, and then I think that could work out for that team. Um, but I think the Vikings see Eric Wilson as a more uh, returnable piece. And I think they understand that, you know, things with Anthony Harris, the way he played the franchise tag, the situation, all that. I think both parties in there kind of understand it's time to, to move to the next chapter and good luck. Um, and I think with Eric Wilson, it's, yeah, we'll retain him if we can. I don't think that it's very likely at all that that they can, but I think Eric Wilson's probably more likely, even though I, I would disagree with that. So tomorrow, if we get a whole bunch of news, we get salary cap stuff, we will deal with that. Otherwise, we'll probably talk about some cap stuff. There's a couple of random cap things that I haven't talked about, like incentives and some other rules, some things you might need to know for when you are evaluating the contracts the Vikings are going to dole out over uh, the course of the next couple of weeks. Well, I also want to talk to you about the free agent safeties, because what's going to happen to that spot replacing Anthony Harris? Definitely want to get into that later in the week as well. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at LukeBronNFL. Joe's on Twitter at LockedOnVikings, and I will see you then. And as always, Skull.